Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Izzy and can be back on Monday as well. And Izzy's text, uh, Tom Brady can't afford to go out. I don't think that's quite true, Daggy. Um, somehow, imagine how many horses, race horses Tom Brady could own. Yeah, I wonder if Izzy's actually reached out to him and, and offered him, I guess, a spot on some of those uh, syndicates that uh, Izzy's part of, especially at Pongo. Um, maybe. Same sort of same sort of status as well as your Israel Dags, your Bowden Barretts, your um, yeah. Baz McCullums. Can you imagine Izzy and Tom Brady going out together? Whew, that would be something. I tell you what, there'd be f- lots of boat shoes. Um, <laughs> lots of Louis Vuitton loafers being worn. Well, that's the thing. Could Brady keep up with Izzy's footwear selections? <laughs> Can't wait to have you back on Monday, Daggy. It'll be brilliant. Right, now we're talking cricket. And uh, it's a, it was a hell of a job yesterday by CD as they ended up uh, cruising past uh, the uh, Indy in pretty pretty tidy fashion, thanks to a massive, massive, massive ton uh, in the along the way. But Rob Walters joined us now. He's obviously still in charge of CD White Ball. He's heading off to South Africa. Rob, firstly, c- congratulations. Thanks for joining the show this morning. Morning, guys. Cheers. Thanks. Thank you for that. It must be a um, a bit of a thrill. I know it would have been a it would have been a goal of yours, as I'm sure many coaches, to get an international head coaching job. Has it been on your radar for a long time? I mean, you're absolutely right. I think when you start out on the journey, uh, one of the aspirations is to, to take charge of an international site. So uh, it's probably always in the back of your mind. I don't necessarily think it's something you think about regularly, but um, yeah, when the opportunity came along, it was a pretty awesome uh, opportunity for me. And what's uh, obviously you're still with CD at the moment, Rob? But when you get over to South Africa, what's I guess what's your first sort of focus? The uh, the South African Proteas have obviously had a wonderful history with the white ball, especially fifty over cricket. They they seem to always go into World Cups as uh, one of the teams to beat. What's what's on the what's on the mind as soon as you get into that one? Yeah, obviously, front of mind for 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 all South Africans really is to do well in the. In one of those big World Cups. Um, we seem to have managed to be one of the favourites, as you say, but never never get over the line there. So everyone's after that. I guess for me, it's just about getting the feet under the table to start off with. We've got a series against the West Indies as my first assignment. Um, and just to get us into the lay of the land again, it's been a while since I was involved in South African cricket, obviously. So, but looking forward to it. I mean, there's always a wealth of talent, much like here in New mm. Zealand. So, just about harnessing that and uh, seeing where it gets us. What are the challenges facing cricket at the moment, Rob? Um, you, you get a, you've got a, obviously an incredible look under the hood at New Zealand domestic cricket since you've been here with Otago and CD. 
but that trickling up towards the international stage and the amount, the congested calendar, the amount these players are playing, um, the lack of resource that some countries have versus others, what are the challenges you you see for yourself? Oh, I think much like New Zealand, one of the imminent challenges is obviously the, the leagues, uh, the T20 leagues that are popping up. Um, I, I saw an article stating there's four uh, separate T20 leagues happening at the moment. So... Uh, there's a lot of uh, opportunity out there. Uh, it's a lot of dollar-based opportunities. So obviously, for South Africans, uh, that's uh, an appealing opportunity. Uh, and it's really to try and hold on to the talent, I think, um, and your senior players who then have an opportunity. Like you see Mumbai Indians now, they, they own three or four teams. So I think we're not far away from Mumbai Indians owning players and those players playing all their different leagues. Um and that'll be a real challenge, I think, for the for the smaller international countries who don't have as big a budget as the big ones do. And then I guess it's a fact of you're relying on, I guess, like New Zealanders, South Africans, great pride in their country to actually want to play for play for the national team and, and put a bit of that aside. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, a, I guess, the question is how long does that last for? You know, uh, yeah. the, the money that we're talking about is is fairly significant, and I don't think the, the countries will ever be able to match that. So, uh, yeah, or potentially there's, there's some thinking around moving into how the South African rugby model has worked in a, in a manner of saying, well, you know, once you've played 30 to 50 games for your country, you, I will allow you to play in these leagues, but still be eligible to play for your country. I don't know what the answer is, but I don't think that, that type of thinking can be too far away if we want to keep our best players, but still allow them to earn what they can potentially earn through the game. Rob, is it inevitable um, that South Africa will lose top players to other nations as well? Is there any way to stop that? I mean, you yourself have obviously come and taken, put bows in your, your quiver here in New Zealand, and we've seen so many different players at the moment. We've got Wags, of course, and, and Dev. Um, there's so many around the world. Is, is that just inevitable for South African cricket? I think so. I mean, it's been happening for a long time now. Um, you know, maybe the, the SA20 league that, that started and currently running in South Africa, I think will actually retain some players because uh, they can earn decent money in South Africa playing, uh, you know, playing in a, in a league that is, is based at home. So there's a chance that that might uh, hold on to a few players. But I think, uh, you know, it's inevitable. I think the, the school sport in South Africa has always been strong. It's always produced a lot of uh, good young cricketers. And those that feel opportunities are short, uh, they'll move on and, and find places to go and play their, their, their game. So uh, rugby's in a, been in a very similar position for a long time as well. So I'm hoping that we can manage our way to, to, to keep the best young players in the country. Uh, but maybe that might be a bit romantic. Well, yes, speaking of romantic, geez, how good is CD at the moment, mate? The uh, the position that you guys are sitting, uh, your current job, talk us through that. Yeah, yesterday was just one of those crazy days. Uh, uh, you know, we knew it was a good wicket, um, but uh, Ben Smith's played unbelievably well. Um, I've been on the receiving end of his high score, which is 149, and so happy to be watching from a, from a position of strength. Yesterday, as he scored 145, um, obviously that opening partnership, uh, you know, of 250, you know, was awesome as well. So to to see the guys play that type of cricket, I've never in my wildest dreams thought we, you know, we'd get a bonus point and chase it in under 40. 
but the start was that strong that it allowed us to do that. So, yeah, I mean, the guys have got great confidence at the moment. It's always lovely to watch a team that has got confidence playing well. Um, you kind of feel anything's possible, and we showed that a little bit in the T20 space as well. Yeah, beautiful stuff, mate. It's uh, It's been a hell of a go, what you've been able to do with CD, and you've got a big task on your hands. I remember when Baz was here, and he took off to take the English men's job, and it was uh, the Red Bull job, and it was kind of a whole lot of a whirlwind, and they've managed to have a huge amount of success. So I know that it's a, a busy time ahead for you, Rob, and you'll, um, you'll relish the challenge, mate. So enjoy it, and, and again, congratulations, and well done for everything you've done Thanks. in New Zealand as well. No, appreciate it. If I can have any sort of success like Baz has had, I'll be feeling pretty. So hopefully <laughs> <laughs> it, it comes with the territory. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, now you've featured on ECNZ Breakfast. You, you, yeah, you sorted. You sorted, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's my ticket. I'll take it. <laughs> Rob Cheers, Walter. Mate. Cheers, guys. Outstanding. Um, big challenge, Beef. There's a lot. There's a, the the state of international cricket. I find about as fascinating as any sport. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it interesting when he when he talked about obviously. You know, the Mumbai Indians, as an example, becoming their own, I guess, almost like a Formula One team. Uh, where they just uh, ro- have have their stable and they just roll around playing these leagues. It's it's a shame because I love watching these T Twenty leagues, but it doesn't even come close to your actual investment when it comes to the national stuff, the internationals. It just doesn't, does it? Because it still just feels like a bit of a as genuine as it is, it still just doesn't feel like they're fighting out there as they would in a in a black a black uniform or or you know canary yellow of Australia or, or whatever you want to be. You know, it's 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 just not quite that, is it? No, and as long as we have these pinnacle events proving that and seeing players and seeing how much it meant to the Black Caps and and hearing Smithy call those you know like, like that the last World Cup. The way that sits so fondly in people's mind for, well, fondly or heartbreak. Yes. As long as we have those pinnacle events to keep reminding us of what we really love in in cricket, I think we'll be okay. But it's the stuff in between that I think might be swallowed up. Um, Well, well, I mean, name me the last two IPL team winners. Well, Flem. Yes, well, you can remember because of the Kiwi coaches. (laughs) But, like, I mean... She know you. Who's won the big... Who's won the Big Bash lately? Oh, oh better tell you. you know? I mean, I didn't even know the Big Bash was still going on until <laughs> I saw Steve Smith scored 100. Give me a spell. The Big Bash, and I actually think, credit to them, I think they're culling it. I think oh, it's a great, great competition. I think they are shortening it to school holidays, which is going back to where they started. Uh, we'll be back after this to wrap the hour. There's so much wrong with cricket. There's so much right with it, though. We love it. We are suckers Absolutely. for it. Absolutely.